Alrighty, welcome back to the program. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holloway, and you are listening today to a wonderful broadcast. We're going to be, uh, we are talking to Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz. She is a medical intuitive, and that she is something that she was born with, a gift that she has, and she decided to become a medical doctor as well as a scientist, a PhD, to understand better what she was under what she was seeing and uh, she has been a medical intuitive for the last 19 years professionally has written several books we talked to her a few years ago about another book that is called the new feminine brain today we're talking about her latest work it's called the intuitive advisor in which she is really helping us to understand number one what intuition is number two that we have intuition number three that we know how to read it and number four how we can practically make changes in our life based on the intuition that we're receiving. Is that fair to say, Dr. Mona Lisa? Yes, sir. All right. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yes. We have a caller who would like to get in touch with you. Caller, good morning to you. Thank you for the call. What is your name? How can we help you, please? Uh, this is the unbalanced guy. Ah, Daniel. Good morning, <laughs> Daniel. You, yeah. you, are, you have been unbalanced for a while. Well, no, no. Not that I've always been this unbalanced, but... Uh, I, I could have got a gold star for my health for about 60 years, and then I started getting these uh, cluster headaches on the right side of my head. Uh, if if uh, you've had medical uh, training, it, I, it might be refined to be called uh, hemicrania continua, but uh, nevertheless, being a new age guy, I've heard that diseases are often just projections of the images of our mind, that diseases can be manifestations of... Uh, particular illusions of the ego. I've heard that breast cancer comes from selfishness, heart disease from hardness of heart, and then dozens of others that uh, Williamson and Hay come up with. But um, so I, I, but I want to find out about my specific equation. Uh, can you tell me anything about why I would have these shooting, screaming pains in the right side of my brain and then, uh, for a few months, and then they'll go away, then they'll come back again? Uh, What's your what's your first name? Daniel R. Peterson. And and your uh, just your first name. And how old are you? Sixty-five. I see that what you have is you have to your your medical intuition. You have a sixth chakra issue. This has to do with balancing your left brain with right brain, getting a clear intellect, being able to balance the right brain gestalt, the overall theme, with the left brain details. I think you're very good with left brain details, but when it comes to allowing, letting go, allowing the details to fall away and to have less control over a situation. You don't do well at all. Huh. I see when it comes to working in environments with groups of people where someone has authority over you, when there is a boss, a person who has a, lot, a great deal of control over you where they can judge or criticize you, you don't do well at all. I see that you have a great deal of intelligence and intellect but somehow you need to open up the other part of your brain, the right brain part that lets go of details. What part of your head has the pain? 
the right side, and then some people with this ailment uh, have the left side of the brain, and usually it happens in the spring, whereas some people it'll happen in the winter, or some people it'll happen in the autumn. It's, it's an odd condition. What do you do for a living? I'm a swinker. A what? A what? Oh, uh, well, that's an old English term for a toiler. I, I dig ditches by hand and <coughs> spray napweed and do lawn care. Um, do you work for someone or do you work alone? No, I work alone because I'm an Aries, so I like to do it on my own. <laughs> so you don't like working underneath somebody? Uh, well, I've done it. it. I don't dislike it, but I've uh, gravitated toward just doing it cash under on the barrel head. Right, but my point is is that what I would suggest you do is work with someone in getting mindfulness treatment. I would what is that called? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. It, there is a kind of mindfulness meditation that's very good for migraine or other types of serious vascular headaches. They work with observing describing, and actually that, that kind of meditation can actually change your brain waves. Hmm. This ma- might actually help you with the allowing factor that's necessary with right brain function, which actually might help with your headache quite a bit. It's the allowing very, factor? Yeah, the allowing, the allowing factor. factor with the right brain that you're not very good with. It, you, right. you brought up the Aries. Aries are not very good with allowing. Yeah, It's yeah, why you like, like to work for yourself. You don't like to work underneath someone. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, so if yeah. you work with mindfulness, and it's well, well studied by Herbie Benson at Harvard in Boston, you might be able to help a tremendous amount with your headache. I wish Herbie, you good luck, Mr. Daniel. Herbie Benson? Herbie, Herbert Benson. Herbert Benson. Herbert so it could be ben- very, very, very helpful for your headaches. Oh. I know that there are a lot of herbs that could be helpful, but in the end... It has to do with this kind of vascular kind of issue, and I think mindfulness could very much help you. But it's, you, you said it, it's, your, it's this kind of determined person that doesn't like to allow. And there's all kinds of literature about that with, with migraine headaches. This is a different category. Migraine, you usually want to just lay down and shut the windows. No, I know, but I, uh, I'm not saying this is... You want to jump and run and hit your head against the wall. Right. These are, they're related in the same category of medical intuition. Oh, oh interesting. Hmm. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thanks, right, Daniel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Dr. Mona Lisa, that is an interesting thing that you bring up and that you also say migraines. Um, women end up having more migraines because of hormonal cycles. Um, that would be totally different. So you cannot put things, I mean, I'm, I'm saying to myself right now, I cannot put things in, in just a category. I cannot just put it in a box. But when, let's say, during hormonal cycles, uh, uh, all of a sudden migraines and headaches come up, could that also be related indeed, that you have those symptoms based on what you just described to Daniel about maybe work opening up the right side of the brain? Well, if you go through the sixth chakra chapter... Yes, if I could turn back time. Right. It, there, there are four types of people. Yes. And these are people who balance um, conservative and liberal mindset. Yeah. Being able to hold on to details, but then let go and be just very expansive. Mm. Um, there are two types of people. There's the bright ball person who's very much about the details, very determined, but it's not very good with letting go. 
the allowing, and that's actually Daniel. Yes. Then there's a person who is the shooting star, which is very good with, you know, the expansive, you know, your basic aurora borealis kind of person, the massage therapist, the, um, you know, the, the meditator, just someone who kind of goes with the flow, but lets the details go. Yeah. And that's the shooting star. Uh-huh. And then there's a person who's the mind like a steel trap. These are people that hang out with MIT. They're just, they, you know, they meditate, they take Louise Hay classes, and they're bright and incredible with all the details. And then there are the people that I'm sure you have a lot of where you are. There are the blown a fuse and in the dark, but spiritually illuminated. And these are people who, whose minds have become unplugged for whatever reason, either through menopause or through trauma or whatever. And they can't get the details and they can't get the gestalt. There are a lot of people, some people who've had a lot of trauma and tragedy and then go through menopause, they have this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people who have a lot of um, serious types of consistent health problems throughout their life have this problem. And that means that they're thrust into the dark at midlife, and then they have brain problems. So sixth chakra is migraine headaches, is eyes, ears, problems. And anybody with a migraine headache can fall into any of those personality types. So not everyone like, like Daniel is going to have his personality style. They can have the other three. Right. And depending on what your unique profile is, your solution is going to be different. I see. It's 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 very interesting, and I wanna. I know that you uh, you mentioned it just like you just did, and I want to help our listeners. The book that Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz wrote is called The Intuitive Advisor. It's a brand new book. A psychic doctor teaches you how to solve your most pressing health problems. But she's a medical intuitive as well as a medical doctor. She is talking about the seven energy centers in our body, the seven chakras, the major chakras. And starting at the bottom, we have number one at the base. And then we have uh, around the, uh, the, uh, the, the soul, the, the navel, I would say, we have number two. And she's talking about number six, which is uh, the brain, the ear, and the eye disorders. Brain, ear, and eye. So we're going up north, and uh, so to say, we're going up. And so the, the seventh chakra is all the way on the crown of the head uh, that often deals with genetic disorders, life-threatening illnesses. Now, in her book, The Intuitive Advisor, she is explaining each chakra, and in each chakra issue, where people may have issues, we are dealing with four different types. And then Dr. Mona Lisa is explaining the types of person, and she does it with stories, uh, examples to give you a good idea about, my God, that is that's exactly me. And then she gives you advice how you can help yourself dealing with issue with issues so you can overcome these hurdles. Not that we don't have hurdles in our life, but that sometimes we just keep running into the same hurdle over and over and over again and we don't know how to get out. And this is a great book where you can learn how to work with the information that you are receiving all the time, either on an on an emotional level or a physical level. And, 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 and mental, spiritual level, and that you learn how you can overcome that so that you can move on to, uh, to what you really want to do in this life. And, and we have another caller on hold, 5228255. Caller, thank you for joining this program. What is your name and how can we help you? Good morning. This is Celia. Hey, Celia. Good morning to you. Yeah. Hi, Jacobus. And Mona Lisa, I'm so excited to talk to you and have you on the program. Thank you so much. Celia, how old are you? 54. How can I be of help? Well, uh, just a comment and then a question. 
I I did read the new feminine brain and found it just got it really hit home and I finally understood a lot of things and in fact I took an intuition course and it it basically changed my life and my whole uh, approach but I will say that you you really have to use it or you lose it uh, my question <laughs> yeah <laughs> my my personal issue is I have trouble sleeping and uh, I I kind of know what it is. I mean, my brain just goes on overdrive, uh, but I'm not sure how to deal with that. Okay. Phil, you're 54, is that correct? Yes. You know, our sleep is part of, it's the part, well, first of all, if you drew a circle, that's a, you know, a quick and dirty model of our brain and you drew a horizontal line through it, mm-hmm. below the line is your temporal lobe area for emotion and intuition. Mm-hmm. And then above the line would be your frontal lobe area, the sensor. It, it, it mutes. It's a mute button for your emotion and intuition. Mm-hmm. And it's the mute button that stays on so we can keep the job, the relationship, the place in society so we don't get arrested. <laughs> so you need to know that that frontal lobe has re- hormone receptors so that it makes us be able to keep that lid on our emotions and te- uh, intuition even firmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote Medea, have you ever seen any of those Medea movies? No. Which, which movie? Uh, well, it says that keep the shut to the up. But anyway, it's a famous phrase from that movie. When we go to sleep at night, and we go into REM, mm-hmm. the frontal lobe comes off, and we have uncensored, unbridled access to our emotion and intuition. So for some people, dreaming is a huge way of unbridling, turning off the mute button to our intuition. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. But you need to know that it may be very hard for you to access that, since at midlife, a lot of that frontal lobe area has hormone receptors. And some of them are progesterone, some of them are estrogen. Mm. Progesterone mm. is an anti-anxiety hormone. Mm. And estrogen is, um, is serotonin. And both are required for normal sleep. Um. And as you get older... Progesterone goes down, 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 and progesterone is a sedative, and estrogen goes down, 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 and serotonin, like in Turkey, mm-hmm. makes you sleepy. Mm-hmm. And if you have a biological predisposition to problems with sleepiness and mood, your problems with sleep are going to get worse. But that said, another regulation for sleep is relationship. Close relationships help entrain our circadian rhythms. This is a rhythm that we get up and we go to bed. We get up and we go to bed. So if you have a close relationship with a dog, a cat, or a person, it's easier to have a normal sleep wakefulness cycle because you have a buddy. You you, you go to bed, get up, go to bed. It's like a metronome. But when someone has a loss, 
in a close relationship, mm-hmm. they go into grief, they go into sadness, they pine for contact. And if, even if it's not a loss and there's distance in a relationship, somehow the, that cycle gets messed up and they can't get to sleep. Mm. Have you had a loss or a very big distance in a relationship, Celia? Mm, I wouldn't say anything major. I have ups and downs with my husband. Ups and downs with your husband. Mm-hmm. And what are your periods like? Pardon me? What are your periods like? Do you still have periods? Oh, no, no. I haven't had them for uh, six years. Six years. And how long have you had insomnia? Well, since menopause, yeah. Right. That's... So my point is, your ups and downs with your husband mm-hmm. are going to be more obvious. You're going to feel them more since menopause. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be uncensored. They're going to be, your intuition about them is going to be much louder. It's, your, your statement about if you don't use it, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it is actually incorrect. Your body intuition is actually getting stronger. Uh-huh. Your intuition is coming through your insomnia. Uh-huh. So your tolerance to little issues with your husband is going to get bigger. Uh-huh. And it's going to come through insomnia. Uh-huh. If you have a problem with someone, it's going to be very hard to sleep near them at night, and it will come to insomnia. I can give you some suggestions on how to help you with your sleep, but I'm going to tell you, Miss Celia, those little ups and downs before menopause are going to be more less intolerant. You're going to be more intolerant of them after menopause, and they're going to keep you up. Okay. So I would suggest five HTP, a hundred milligrams, three times a day. Mm-hmm. I would suggest considering what is your weight. Uh, 125. Good. I would suggest, in addition to your calcium and magnesium supplement, taking extra magnesium, 200 to 400 milligrams a day on an empty stomach, that might help you sleep. Okay. But I would then take a fearless inventory of what the down is in your relationship, getting that from your right brain out your mouth, putting words to it, and learning how to talk to your husband about it and getting it out. And I think you'll find that you sleep better. Mm. Okay. Can I, can I, can I say, ask something, Dr. Mona Lisa? Yes, go ahead. Let's say uh, you lose, like Celia has mentioned, uh, she lost her parents, the last one, about six years ago. If there are unresolved issues, could Same that thing. also be coming up then at this Absolutely. point? Absolutely, a loss of a loved one. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. Do you, uh, um, one thing that I didn't see in the book, but I was going to ask you about it, uh, the Bach flower remedies, have you ever heard of, worked with yes, them? Yes, I think that they're wonderful. That too will help. The so something like Star, so like Star of Bethlehem for loss of a loved one and right. uh, do, dealing with grieving that you didn't have time to grieve about right, would be helpful? Oh. Yes, because that would put more, the loss of your parents, will put more of um, a need for closeness with your husband. Uh-huh. Because you lose, your first, you lose your first chakra with your parent, and so you'd need more emotional content, contact from your husband. I see. And Did... if you didn't get it, uh-huh. you'd get upset. I see. So uh-huh. you need to diversify. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's not like, it's not, he, it's not necessarily his fault, it's not your fault. It's, it's the supply and demand. 
If Iraq, if Iraq, if we couldn't get any more oil from Iraq, and we couldn't, then we turn to our suppliers in Texas. And if they didn't get it to us fast enough, we get mad at them. He's a supplier in Texas. <laughs> so you need to diversify. You need other suppliers. Do you so, understand what I'm saying? Yes. Is yes, it like? Yes. Is it kind of like being able to process all the losses and, and, of life? And she needs process. But see, she's been processing for six years. Okay. It has to do with rearranging. I see. Her first chakra. How does she feel safe and secure in the world? How she gets her connection? Yeah. It's, it's, so Star of Bethlehem will help with the pining for contact, but she needs contact, social contact. She needs to lay down new roots. Oh, and yeah. that's why she turns to her husband. She doesn't get it. And there's like, ah, 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 feeling. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know how I can describe it. I'm sorry. That's a technical term. <laughs> Does that compute? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it is. I definitely have had more of a draw toward my women friends. That's it. Yeah. Good. Okay. I hope I have better some help. Good luck. Thank yes, you. Thank you. Thank you, Celia. Bye -bye. Bye-bye. Um, that's very interesting. Uh, not that I'm saying all oh, the Bach flowers are the cure-all. Oh, but no, I, 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 love, I love Bach flowers. You yeah. know what they do? I'm going to tell you what I like about Bach flower. You know when you have a jar that's too tight and yeah. you can't get it open? Yeah. <laughs> you sit there and you, you can't get it open. And you sit there and you feel like an ass. And then you hand the jar to someone else and they just open it? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what the hell was wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the person, the other person was the box flower remedy. Uh, they loosen the jar. Yes. They make it easier. It's not the whole thing, but it helps facilitate. Mm. That's the way it is. It loosens the jar mm. so that you can then open it with the other work you do. Yes. And I think uh, uh, talking about box flowers, I think uh, something like walnut, uh, which deals with uh, moving through change. With yeah. everything that's going on, people losing jobs, uh, going through the change of life, uh, these are all things that help us to move through those emotions and everything that comes up with us that we understand it. You mentioned 5-hydroxytryptophan, 5-HTP. Um, it is indeed a precursor to serotonin, but there are certain companies that come out just with the tryptophan itself, and they believe that tryptophan is better to take than the 5-HTP. Have you worked with either one and seen better results with 5-HTP in this case? Well, the reason why, first of all, if you look at a biochemical equation, I'm just thinking. Yeah. If you want to use tryptophan, you can just eat turkey or drink milk. Okay. But that said... You want to hit a pathway in as many points as possible. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? So I read, I can't remember what book it was, but 5-HTP hits the pathway above tryptophan. So I think that mm. it seems to be that I've gotten better results with 5-HTP than tryptophan itself. Okay. I well. just That's just my personal opinion. But, you know, whatever a person gets better effects with, they should use. That's right. So you kind of have to different. experiment. People are different. Yes, uh, that's that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we're at the end of the first hour, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa. We very much appreciate you with us. We have another two hours to go. It's great, all of you listeners, uh, that you're tuning in today and are here, Dr. Mona Lisa Schulz, uh, world-renowned in her work, what she is doing as a medical doctor and a medical intuitive. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Mm -hmm. 